0: people like games yeah. present the, the, the at some point in the day show with solo and reg
1: what's up what's up welcome back to the at some point in the day show with standing. me solo and Mr. Reg. Milano it's a Reginald in the building back for episode 2 I think we missed a week in between I don't know when the last episode was out
0: I think we might be just a little over a week in between, so well, not we, too bad.
1: We'll we clearly released so the episode at some point, and therefore <laughs> we have. And in between, there hasn't been zero content because if you've been following the Instagram at People at Games, The Reg has been putting up great stuff. And so, stay tuned for this week because we're going to be doing something really cool, which will be announced on Monday, I think we'll figure it out sunday we'll let you know on monday and until then how's your week been you've been chilling not bad just
0: chilling playing some
1: games still playing genshin impact <laughs> i was gonna say it's it's starting to get some uh some reviews out there and getting popular but a lot has happened so the socials at people at like games is everything uh actually Reg, you're better at this so give us some plugs and then we're gonna jump into things
0: I mean he's right easy enough people like games instagram twitter get on that reddit uh subreddit r slash people like games we'll be there get there start a conversation we're ready to go
1: exactly and now without it doing much further fuck it. let's do it beginning with console war updates so a lot has happened uh so i'll let you talk about what's been going on on with the ps5 but i will talk about xbox series x so the launch titles have been announced and there are no exclusives sort of coming out for the console itself that are new everything is going to work with the current generation as well uh and the boss of xbox phil spencer talked about the acquisition of bethesda and ZeniMax as a parent company for 7.5 billion and more or less mentioned how He didn't think Xbox had to make it exclusive for them to actually make their money back. But in the same sentence, ended up saying that, hey, the best way for us to be able to make money on it is to work with people that will make sense with us and on their platforms, which is more or less a wordy way of saying, yeah, we're probably going to go exclusive with it. And, you know, platforms that work well with you in a business sense does not mean you're competitors, so... Uh, now that's what we got with, uh, Xbox. So now PlayStation 5, what do we got?
0: So PlayStation, I believe it was yesterday. I watched it yesterday, released the PS5 UX demo, um, their new user interface. And as a step up from the PS4, it's huge because the PS4 is clunky and slow. And like, I love the thing, but some of the some of the lag i have in between just like switching between uh like scrolling my apps like it's insane to me i go to watch youtube uh through the ps4 and it's taking like five whole seconds to see my cursor even move over to the icon all the way um so like the ps4 yeah it it bugged me a lot and that's the only thing i really like that gets me about the ps4 but the ps5 looks Really smooth. Uh, they integrated the store, which just makes it so it's not another loading screen you have to go through from the home page. Uh, and honestly, they introduced—have you? I don't know if you've seen any of it, but the the card system that they have—it's mm-hmm. these little notifications that come up instead of when you press the PS button in the middle of the controller. Instead of taking you all the way back to the home screen, mm-hmm. you get these little cards along the bottom. Of your game while your game is still running and they can depending on the game it has to be made towards the the ux that they have going on yeah, i was going to say how
1: they can integrate that for game but.
0: so that's i'll get to exclusives in a second but these cards can track your objectives um they can track certain trophies which like trophies was easy enough we were doing that on the ps4 but now this is tracking things in game in real time and it can actually jump you to specific levels or locations. If you are past it already. So if, if you have a game that offers you the ability to go back to try to get some of those collectibles you missed or something, you can pull up a card and hit it without going through all the game menus. If the, the game knows that you're close to an objective, you can just teleport to it and go, go have at that old level that you missed something before. Um, and they even offer hints. They showed there, there's like a little, uh, a little picture in picture that you pull up that gives you a hint on the next objective again, depending on the game, if it works with the UX, mm-hmm. but that's. So now getting on to exclusives, that's going to be absolutely huge for PS five because they're. The exclusive games, something like God of War, which like I know so many people are looking forward to, so many people are getting a PS5 just because of that. I got PS4 for God of War. Exactly. But, the, but those kinds of games, which people already love, we already know people are buying PlayStation for the exclusives. That, Those kind of games, having that integration with the PS5 is just going to make it so much... Like it really is starting to build Sony's own environment, how Microsoft has this whole business scheme going on. Mm -hmm. PlayStation now has their own little thing going on and it really gets to the heart of the game itself and the development of the game. So it it makes really close ties, even if they're not acquiring something like Bethesda, they still have such a tight knit relationship going on when in terms of building a game for the PS5.
1: That's very interesting because it reminds me because I played Ghost of Tsushima and for a little bit um, and the in the way to be able to figure out which way to move in like an arrow on the map was to take the middle portion of the PS4 controller and then swipe up and then that would direct the wind in the direction you had to go for your objective and so it's integrated and it's sort of like with the God of War controller stuff with the the Feeling when you throw the axe in the game and it catches it, you feel a weighted version to start mm-hmm. building that into all of their own first-party games. I feel like that's what I was talking about with Xbox, which is if you have a perfect business model, but you don't maybe have all the games in the world to be able to fill that out. Like, who's really going to win? Like, what version of a console, based on what we've just talked about, is more likely integrated or set up for someone who's actually a gamer? versus like hey here's ease of access but not a lot of games i don't know how far that system ends up eventually working i guess buying out people is a version of a model that you can integrate in but xbox has been buying i guess companies for a while now and they don't really have a lot of
0: games yet to show for it in the manner that it really is how how like they kind of lack on the the ip it's shocking and
1: now to just wrap this up, I'll say something uh, sort of controversial and say, well, Nintendo can just rest on, like, the same 10 characters that they made 30 years ago and <laughs> never have to do anything ever again. So, sorry, might be, Microsoft. Might be a little less controversial than you think. <laughs> I know, but, you know, Nintendo Nintendo people are very active, even though Nintendo sort of like the Apple of gaming companies. Anyway, <laughs> moving on to the next story. The creator of Bioshock, this is just for me because I'm a big fan, Ken Levine, uh, who is creator of Bioshock series, his next game is in the late stage of the production. What it is, what it's about, no one knows. It is a sci-fi RPS uh, RPG elements, with RPG elements, whatever that means, probably the most generic phrasing you can give to a game, but I'm excited. I'm a big fan of his. We talk on Twitter occasionally.
0: and I mean, hey... It's a legendary IP. Yeah. Um, it's going like it's gone down as a great no matter what, at exactly. least the original. Exactly.
1: It's it's gonna be awesome. Yeah. I'm excited to play it on whichever console it ends up being on, which is probably both because it's not exclusive. But that's and I like it. the
0: mystery behind it.
1: Exactly. A little mystery. But actually, let's jump back to Nintendo because I do have a funny story about Nintendo while you have something more substantial for my end i would like to talk about i'm a big fan of legalities in particular cease and desist for anyone who knows my nintendo business strategy but nintendo issued a cease and desist letter which is a legal letter basically that says knock it the fuck off or we're going to sue you to a adult film actress known as Pokey Princess. I'm not going to spell it for you. Figure it out yourself. Formerly known as Formerly Pokey known princess. as because she got that letter from <laughs> Nintendo's lawyers saying make that formerly, my g And she is now a Digital Princess. Um and they did it. So she'd been using the moniker for a couple of years now, but the moment that she decided to actually uh trademark her brand and to begin to sell merchandise with images of Pokémon and the pokeball is the moment that nintendo took action. So more or less they let her do it when no one really cared because she was doing like i guess videos of it too and the characters etc but the second she tried to monetize from it nintendo was like mm, why the fuck do you think we're going to want to be associated with this and so hilarious but it is uh it shows this sort of furthering reach as they would say of gaming into the mainstream uh i don't
0: know into that, every maybe, stream exactly
1: some form, <laughs> some form of the stream but i just wanted to bring that up because that shit was hilarious and nintendo just cease and desist everyone doesn't matter if you're a replica rom website or
0: an adult film actress you are getting the nintendo lawyer letter yeah n- normally th- there's probably going to be a lot of people who are going to say uh Oh, it's because she's she's a sex worker and this, that, and the third. And there's this whole debate now about sex workers. It's it's Nintendo not her profession. It's Nintendo. Yeah, Nintendo <laughs> does if, like if a you. company like Sony did this, then then we could cry wolf. But I don't think we could do that right now. No,
1: Nintendo doesn't like you, and they don't want to put their games on sale. That's that's basically it. they are <laughs> the apple of games. Like seriously, uh, but oh, we won't talk about. It. So like, you you had you had some more interesting and and more game oriented aspects of Nintendo to talk about because we had the 35th anniversary. Is that up yet? Is that happening? When is that?
0: That is Sunday. Will be the 35th anniversary of the NES. The Famicom Asian version mm-hmm. came out, I believe, 93. And the NES, when it came out, I, I'm pretty sure it was, they kind of expected it to tank. They didn't really know what was going on with video games and like the market was kind of fucking terrible
1: i actually have a book (laughs) behind me here somewhere that's actually really good on it called console wars um i forget the article but it's basically about the battle between sega and nintendo when it was coming out here um
0: 35 years is a long time yeah i mean it's much older than me right now 10 years older than i am honestly I will say
1: that in gaming years, everything feels exponential because just to talk about Nintendo for a moment and the SNES, um, the, one of the minds behind it was a guy named Gunpei Yokoi. We're going to do a story mode episode on it eventually when an episode of story mode is released eventually at some point. I guess everything is people like games at some point, which by the way, <laughs> we have stickers now. I don't know what to do that for other than show you isekers. you can't buy it anywhere but nice little fan though exactly Oh, there we go but uh regardless it was created by a guy named Gunpei Yokoi who was the creator of the game Boy as well I'm not going to go further into that but what were you talking about with a battle royale you had mentioned earlier before when we were talking prior to the show about a battle royale
0: oh yeah so uh super mario 35 it is super mario's battle royale um you run through a level at you run through the same level as 34 other marios and see who gets the best score and honestly it it came out october 1st you're able to play it only with nintendo switch online until march 31st 2021 um which is really funny to me because like if you're gonna go exclusive with something the the free game exclusive limited time that's a little weird to me
1: um, yeah i agree with that but i guess but exclusive I get, time is just their thing because even their sales maybe i never noticed it before but they all have a counter on them now so it'll be like seven days left on this sale that's interesting i think that's more of a driver than hey you'll wake up one day and it's there or not there it gives you at least a time frame to make a decision upon
0: yeah when you see the deadline you're more uh you're more willing to go wash i had i'm running out of time I better do it now
1: exactly it's like why not you've got to pull the trigger uh, in a case yeah. like that. But
0: I'm surprised... But I mean, hey, like... Now. But yeah, like, Battle Royale, it's it's too easy. Like, if you're gonna do any kind of game format right now, that's... I mean, I'd venture to say that that's probably... Not that it's on its way out, because, like, I don't think it's ever gonna go out at this point, but it's it doesn't have the same flair that it had when they first came out, and now there's so many games that... It's an automatic. Like when you get a new Call of Duty game, you're gonna expect the new uh, a new battle royale mode. When you get a new battle uh, Battlefield game, you're gonna expect the same thing. I feel. Was Twisted Metal a battle royale? That's interesting. I know.
1: I was just think about I it. I never as said, would have thought about it like that. My, I mean, it's the last man standing in a battle royale. It's
0: like Royal Rumble, technically. I mean. <laughs> like a kart racer battle royale with lots of flames and death
1: <laughs> why don't they remake that series okay now we have a con now we have a- now we have a talking point to be able to get yeah. to at some point but interesting well battle royale yeah, i do agree to that it.
0: series died out and i uh i really loved twisted
1: metal as a kid that, that was the first by. like all that shit's coming back all the night if they remade tony tony hawks they have no reason not to re b be, be redoing rather twisted metal but before we run on for like way too long for people i guess we'll say i wanted to talk a little bit about gamefly getting acquired but that will be in the the next episode because there's a lot i have to say about the existence of gaming rental
0: and the idea of rental being dead because i was gonna say the, the existence of gamefly is enough to just like Bl- that blew my mind the minute i saw that article it was like they even exist anymore
1: i did a lot i did a lot of research on this so i have a lot to say on it um on digital and this one but we're gonna get to that because subscription services have basically challenged the nature of their existence but it's sort of like streaming services don't capture everything in movies and tv as well same reason you can buy them so these exist for the middle crack games that might not make it to the streaming service or the game pass but that people want to play but they wouldn't pay full price for. I guess we're going to find out. Um but Animal Crossing is one of the things I did want to mention. We're not going to talk about it for too long, but Joe Biden and his political campaign have launched their own island called Biden Island and Biden HQ. Biden HQ, excuse me. And I being someone who has not played animal crossing don't mind this box up here um but who as a i I played a little bit i I had the game before my sister took it and it is an interesting concept because i would mentioned it when a couple of these campaign ads that popped up maybe a couple of weeks ago in the game but now to launch a full island in it uh it's sort of the next step of political campaign advertising especially with a lot of games turning on the option to do in-game advertising so if you play a game of NBA 2K live some of the advertising is going to be live and you can now as a company pay to be inside the game advertising inside of the video game because all these games are evolving products now they're not sort of stasis ones so it's now it's being integrated to ad tech as well another completely tangential conversation that I'll get to add another point but back to what I was saying specifically here the reg did get a chance to actually check it out so he is going to talk about it what was there what was it like was it overtly political to the campaign was it generic get the vote out what did you see when you landed on biden island give us a walkthrough
0: so the first thing you notice is It's an awesome Island. (laughs) Like my Island sucks. I, I'm not that great with it. And like, I get into the game. I feel really confident. I spend an hour and a half doing all these tasks and then like one small quarter of my Island looks a little bit more improved and I just give up. So like they they did a professional job on this. Like someone who plays video games, um, unless they just had, which is possible. Unless they just had someone from the Animal Crossing team go in and custom build something right away. Like, this thing is nice. And they obviously added more things in there. There's a huge White House or Capitol building in the background. Um, When you're looking from a certain spot, you can see, and it's just flowers leading up to it. Um, It's not very political in no one's pushing policy on you. They, They know who the audience is supposed to be for Animal Crossing and they know who's actually the audience. A lot of people who are playing Animal Crossing, I'm not gonna lie, are probably already know who they're voting for, but um, they're, they're not pushing anything down your throat. It's mostly a get out and vote thing. And yeah, there's a lot of Joe Biden, obviously it's Biden HQ. They, they make a lot of cute little references, like he loves dogs and trains. There's dog houses and train sets everywhere. Um, the, the little Joe Biden surrogate guy says uh, no malarkey. That's so it, it it it's like a nice little cute island but it, like i appreciate as someone who's been forced to watch politics all year i appreciate that they're not shoving the political side of it down your throat and it's more of a hey go out and vote they're exactly. not saying vote for me they're but just I saying mean, vote
1: if you know who's vote, who they're voting for anyway to say go out and vote is go out vote for me yeah
0: but regardless, I mean, we all, we all know what the real message that is, but being it's,
1: it's aside, nice the way they present. Exactly. It's nice the way they presented it. It is funny to see that there will be people in these sort of places that could get hired if you have a beautiful island. Someone might have looked for top, island, top islands in, in Animal Crossing and an on an online list and found someone and contacted them and said, hey, would you be down to build this island for us in a way that's sort of cool, integrated into the game? Because, as you're saying, even though I didn't check it out, for it to be as natural as that is impressive in and of itself. Um, And that sort of new form of new step of advertising and political campaign advertising and gaming in an active game like this, where you can sort of jump across islands into other people's worlds, etc., How video games integrate actually into mainstream society and the way that they're becoming more than just a recreational sort of pastime, but becoming a communication platform in and of themselves. Um, Yeah, I don't have much to add beyond that, just because it was super interesting.
0: But... Maybe next time we could talk about Burger King on Twitch.
1: Burger King on Twitch and Gamefly existing, apparently, still. However... (laughs) That's all I got. Um, Thank you for sitting through and listening. I don't have anything else to add in terms of plugs at people like games. Go to the Instagram. The Reg is putting up a whole bunch of great shit every day. I do it occasionally, but he does all the heavy lifting, but we're going to get better at it and get more cool stuff going with more video too and an episode of story mode. I promise that's on me. So my bad it's coming. You know the socials. You know us. Anything else to add?
0: Uh, look out for Monday. We got a big announcement coming. And if we're still not sure on Monday, you'll get an announcement about that. That is what I'm talking about. There's no way better to end this. We out here. Reg, Godspeed, sir. Peace, Peace out.